Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We're at the end of January. It's been a pretty good month for the for the for the start of the year. So the year started off, I'm not gonna lie, pretty rocky, but uh, this month is ending up pretty good. Yeah, I think I think we're in a good place. I don't sound too fantastic today, but hey, everyone, it's Amanda. <laughs> Maybe it's not. I'm that at good, eh? I'm at the end of a li- <laughs> no. I'm at the end of a little cold, and I mean, let's be honest, it's bound to happen. The last few years, because everyone's been kind of staying away from each other snotty kids you're it, nobody's really getting sick very often so like i kind of yeah, welcomed this sickness it's not so bad but here's the here's the kicker guys for anyone who listens to us regularly you might know this mark does zero things to take care of his health zero. He, he does not attempt zero at eating zero. he does not attempt at eating regularly or healthy he not doesn't anymore. take any kind of supplements he doesn't drink enough water he doesn't sleep nearly enough never have. he doesn't really exercise not anymore and this freaking guy yep. never gets sick. I had someone yeah, say you, to me yesterday. No, wait, wait, okay. no, wait. I had someone though. say to me yesterday when they heard that I was just coming to the end of the cold of a cold, they said, oh, make sure you take lots of vitamin C. I'm like, listen, lady, I take 1500 milligrams of vitamin C every Sucka. day. I take like 7000 units of vitamin D. Sucka. I take zinc. I take magnesium. I like I supplement. I drink tons of water. I drink herbal teas. I try to make sure I, I eat a balanced diet. I attempt to exercise relatively regularly, and I am the only one that continues to get sick in our house. (laughs) I used to exercise a lot. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. I used to eat really clean. Mm-hmm. I used to be a personal trainer, and I used to be the 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 epitome of fitness. Cool. So mm-hmm. I I laid that foundation. Mm-hmm. Even when I was doing that, I used to drink a lot. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then I took up smoking. Actually, I smoked throughout all of that. Actually, like I, I started smoking like when I was in in uh, in like first year cigarettes. University. He means cigarettes, the worst right? kind of smoking. Right? And I smoked a lot, a lot of weed throughout university. Any which way. So I've built the foundation of 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 <laughs> really good health and fitness, but I have also built the foundation of intoxicating my body <laughs> to the point where it just doesn't really affect me. So now in the later years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I've already built that foundation of, you know, this guy can withstand this kind of stuff. And Two there you go. To mic, promoting so, smoking and drinking and so, <laughs> as so long as you've laid the you, foundation. If, if, if you want if you want to keep away from common illness, I suggest decades of uh, of of fitness along with intoxication. <laughs> the combination of the two will land you decades later staying away from common sickness. Right where Mark is, never getting, I mean, he has, he sleeps in the same bed as me every night and right. although it's a king size bed, he comes way too close. Anyway. I breathe in his face all night and dude didn't get sick, but yeah, it I doesn't did. happen. Anyway. We have a really cool guest. It's a really special type of episode. It's a really different, well, it's not really different. We've done many serious types type of, episodes. of episode, but what else is new Especially for coming off of, I just attended the annual general meeting for the Registered Massage Therapy Association of Ontario. Um, and it was really cool because I, I like be one, it was in person, which was really nice that the rest of the world, the rest of the massage world is finally catching up to what we've been doing forever, <laughs> which is just back in person. Um, but it was cool to be around other people other massage therapists. Uh, it was cool to be around other massage therapists that are very passionate about the, the profession. And then we also had at the end of that meeting was a presentation from the CEO and registrar of the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario. Mm-hmm. And one of the topics, one of the, actually the first topic on the agenda that she brought up was 
some cheating scandal that's been going on with the licensing exam, the the practical portion, the hands-on portion of the licensing exam in Ontario, the OSCE examination. And so just to give you guys a little bit of a backstory, what has happened, the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario somehow found out that... Uh, there has been some sort of cheating that's been happening at the licensing exam in the year 2022. And basically what it is, is our licensing exam or the, the, the practical portion of the licensing exam are seven stations that are 10 minutes in duration. And the seven stations consist of a client interview, uh, treatment plan consent, therapeutic exercise. There are two different assessment stations. There is a treatment station. There is a technique station. And in these stations, the candidate, the person doing the examination, has a scenario that they have to now play out or you know perform with. And then they're evaluated by two examiners, a minimum of one, obviously, but I believe there's two examiners in the room. And uh, there also may be a third person in the room that is overseeing the examiners. So it, it, it can be a little bit of a stressful examination. Now, at the same time, from what I remember reading, and it's public information, that there are only so many versions of the licensing exam yeah. that, that, that happen in a particular year. So only I believe so many combinations. Exactly. So, I, well, it's not even combinations, but I believe there's only six, between six and eight yeah. versions of the exam. So it's the entire exam is from what I understand, but I don't know. I've never, I've never been an examiner. I've never been, a, you know, anything to do with the college. I have no idea of this stuff. This is just stuff that I've read and I kind of interpret. And so you can imagine then when you have this scenario, there's only so many versions of this licensing exam. Therefore, there's only so many scenarios that are going to be given to the candidates yeah. at, any, at any given time. And what has happened, apparently there have been people that do preparation courses, and I think they're looking specifically at a certain group of people as part of their investigation. And these group of people that run these preparation courses have been kind of stockpiling all this information. So in other words, they they prep someone to do the exam. That person goes and does the exam. Then they report back to them saying, mm -hmm. hey, this is the stuff I got, which, by the way, is highly unethical. Yeah. And you sign documentation when you're doing your examination. Not even to talk about exactly. it. Exactly. Like you're, not, you're not meant to speak of anything of that examination yep. at yep. all. And so you kind of sign this document that says, like, you know, I... I agree to not disclose any information pertaining to the examination that that I'm involved with. It was the first time in my lifetime, like, you know, when you would do an exam in like um, high school or university right. or whatever, afterwards, it was everybody, well, what did you get for this? What did you, everybody would talk about it. It was the first time I left an exam where none of us talked about it. Let's not even compare it to stuff like university because university is very, very different. Like yeah. university, you can go purchase the exams that happened in the previous yeah. the previous class. And typically like, you know, you go purchase like the, the midterm exam or the final exam. And that's perfectly fine because the, the faculties, they sell them basically. And um, chances are you're probably going to get very similar examinations. So you, it's meant to kind of give you an idea of what the t questions are like and what the material yeah. is like, what's the breakdown like. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's not needed. It's not necessary, even at the university level. But 
at, for this licensing exam, you are not meant to speak of anything. Nothing. So whenever someone goes and takes the exam and they come back, like it's easy to stockpile all that information if sure. you have enough people, especially if you run a preparatory course. We run a prep course. Mm-hmm. I do not allow any of that at all. So many times I have someone come into the classroom and they're like, the this is, they start, twice, they, yeah. because normally we have people that have failed the exam because that's why they're looking for prep. And they want to start off by saying, this is what I got. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to know. I, you're not supposed to be saying this anyway. And on top of that, I, I don't need this information. Yeah, I don't want this don't information. I don't need this information, right? Because if you understand the standards of practice, you understand the policy of the college, you understand everything you're supposed to know from school. It's really not, and you, you guys have probably already heard us talk about this when we did our, our, our broadcast with Joanne. Yep. She also runs prep courses and we had a whole conversation about what it's like to prep candidates for the exam and things that they should do and shouldn't do. And and we're both in that same that same boat where we're like, no, we don't, we don't want you to give us any information information because one you're not supposed to and two we don't need it yeah but our guest here was in school did the licensing exam and then got a notice from the college that one she passed her exam she achieved the grade of over 70 but the note also said that she was disqualified from the exam yeah because she was named to be involved with cheating, this cheating scandal that I just made reference to. And she wasn't. And she wasn't. She was not at all, which really is freaking crazy to me that, imagine, imagine for a moment, you are a candidate, you're already kind of nervous about the whole scenario, you go do your exam, you may be thinking you did well. You may be thinking you did horrible. You don't know because it's a stressful kind of thing, right? You went to school for a couple of years. You paid a shit ton of money to go to school. You paid a shit ton of money to do this exam. You're 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 hoping to embark on this new career. It's all this kind of anxiety, nerve wracking yeah. moment. And then you're 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 not so patiently awaiting the results of your examination. And then you get a letter that says you pass, but you're disqualified. Not only you're passing, you're disqualified because it, the licensing exam in Ontario, you're allowed to do this exam up to three times. And if you fail it, you know, on your third attempt, you're not eligible to do the examination again. You have to produce another college diploma that will allow you to do it again. So. You can you can imagine then this 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 do, this documentation that is sent that also says you're disqualified and you can't do this exam again this year. We're not and allowing you, you to. You have no freaking clue why but, because you didn't cheat. <laughs> exactly. So you can't do it again this year. And on top of that, you may be able to do it next year. We may allow you to. And if you pass that, we may not register you after you've, you've, you've passed the exam the following year. And like you said, like our guest, did not cheat. So imagine getting this letter. You're like, what the hell? What well, is going I, on? I want to hear it from Grace herself. So um, we do have Grace here on Zoom who's going to tell us her story of what exactly happened, what she knew, what went through her head when she got that documentation. And uh, yeah, I want to I hear about this because... Um, yeah, Grace was not involved in cheating and went through a hell of a time dealing with all of these allegations with this cheating scandal. So, Grace, thank you for coming on and telling yes, us your you. story. Hi, hi, Mom. Hi, Amanda. Uh, thanks for having space to share the story with you guys. Last year, I is it 
August. I can't remember the exact day. One day I went to Costco and when I parked the car, I got an email. It's from CMTO. At that time, I I was very interesting. Why is it a result for me and and telling me I passed the OSCE? And when I checked the email, it's not. They said I cheat. Mm. And then what the heck? How can I cheat? And in that email, they simply say that uh, I got information that you were cheating. You joined somebody class that we cannot disclose. So um, we know you are cheating. So your OSCE result, no matter it is uh, passed or not, is going to be for free. So this year, 2022, Two, you cannot take the OSCE again. And you have to do it next year, 2023. But if you pass in next year, there's no guarantee that you will have uh, the license. It's all subject to our decisions. Mm-hmm. I got that letter. Can I ask you a question before you continue with your story? At any moment in time when you read this letter, did you ever think, hmm, did I do something that they would have considered cheating in the exam. Because this is the reason why I ask this. I'm trying to think of everyone that I've ever helped with their licensing exam. And I, I can imagine someone that would open up this letter and think, huh, maybe I actually did something during the exam that they, th- that they considered cheating, but I didn't know what this is. Do you see what I'm saying? Maybe I did something in the exam that made them think that I had information or whatever the case, even though you don't. So I'm curious if it ever crossed your mind that you're like, what is, why, why did they do what this? What did or, I do? Or, or <laughs> hmm, did I actually do something that, that they think is cheating? I don't, I, or maybe I'm completely. So I, what did, I, what did you think, here. Grace? Were you thinking like, did I cheat? Did I do something they thought was cheating? What crossed your mind in that moment? At that time, I was thinking whether uh, it's related to the uh, cheating because the MTO post a memo and saying that uh, because of the cheating, so the result has to be delayed, blah, blah, blah. Right. So let me just do a little bit of background on that too. Sorry, I forgot about that. So typically the, the exam results come out at certain times based on when you do your exam. And they have very set dates on like the, the results from this block of exams are going to come out on this date. And that way all the candidates are kind of like, they kind of know when they're going to get the results. Then the CMTO, the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario, did put out a public notice on their webpage in their in their their news section, yeah. and I believe they also might have sent this email to 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 all their their email list, which are all the registrants, saying that the exam results are being delayed because they're investigating this whole cheating thing. So you're you're not going to get your results in did, the timely did the, manner. Did the memo specify, do either of you remember, because I don't remember, we did the memo specify, yeah, we can always look, but I'm wondering if either of you remember if the memo specified that it was, you know, instructors of a class that were involved in this, or if it was very vague, like what Grace is saying, her letter was very vague, just saying, we have information that you're involved in cheating. Do you remember, Grace, what was on the the public information? I cannot remember. It's okay. I'll find that. Mark's looking it up. In the meantime, though, aside from, you know, you wondering, okay, how would I have been connected to this? 
Was your initial reaction like, were you worried? Were you angry? What were you feeling? Sitting in this parking lot at Costco, what are you feeling right now? Why? I was so stoked. What the heck? What happened? So you just started crying. Yeah, because I spent a few years for the study without job, without work. Yeah. And I need to survive. I have to fund my family, right? Yeah. So it's just like, oh my goodness, am I need to do something different? Am I need to spend another few years for study again? What happened? So let me let me just uh, give you guys a little bit of background on that. So on, uh, and this is right on the CMTO's website in their news section. So, so she's correct. It's August. So I see the date. on August eighth, the CMTO sent out notice that the CMTO is investigating cheating in RMT certification exams. On August eighth, twenty twenty two, the College of Massage Therapists and Prometric, which is the third party that's that actually conducts the licensing exam, release results for the objectively structured clinical examination, that's what OSCE stands for, for or, or the practical examination, to some 740 candidates. These results had been delayed by approximately two weeks because the CMTO became aware that examination content may have been provided to or received by candidates in violation of the rules of conduct in the CMTO candidate handbook. Delaying the release of these results allowed us to investigate and obtain necessary evidence. Cheating is a serious breach of the obligation of a regulated healthcare professional and those taking steps to becoming one to act with a high degree of professionalism and integrity. The CMTO is taking these reports of cheating seriously and is thoroughly investigating. While no conclusions should be drawn about the individual candidates while the investigation is underway, the results for candidates from at least one mistake therapy program will be delayed further. In addition, the CMTO is investigating two RMTs. The examination will continue, blah, 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 blah. So that was on August 8th. I find that last part interesting. Well, no conclusions shall be drawn. We need to investigate. Right. Because Grace, um, again, without giving away too much information, Grace was not involved in the cheating. And there was not to my knowledge, a very thorough investigation of her involvement. Of her. And that's what's very, very frustrating. Exactly. I'll, I'll go ahead and read the, the next part of this. But this is the part that really just blows my mind is that, hmm, okay, I legit went to school. I legit studied. I legit did the exam. I legit passed. And now I get a notice that I'm disqualified and I legit have no idea why. Yeah. I'd be freaking the hell out. Yeah, I think my first, I would have called the I'd CMT. So I, I want to know what Grace decided okay, but before, to do. <laughs> before, before we get to that, because then on September 14th, uh, 2022, the college did put out another notice. The CMTO releases the scores and then continues to investigate cheating in RMT certification exams. So on September 9th, 2022, the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario released results for the objectively structured clinical examination to select candidates who experienced a delay in receiving the results while the CMTO was investigating their cheating scandal, right? The investigation is ongoing and examinations will be continued to be administered, blah, 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 blah. Failing to cooperate with the CMTO's investigation will impact the candidate's future uh, future application for registration. So again, I, I I just I don't understand where the where the due process is on their end yeah. to point the finger at Grace to say you've been cheating because as far as I understand and Grace can tell us they had zero contact with you except for this letter that says you're cheating. Right. 
So, so yeah. where is the investigation? Yeah. Grace, uh, before this letter, just to clarify, you had received no communication from the CMTO, correct? Exactly. And then when you received this letter, did you try to get in contact with them? Did they contact you? Was there any questioning from them towards you to determine how they they thought you might be involved in this? They didn't put on any questioning to me. They simply said, you are Wow. So you were not involved in any investigative process at all? No. So, Grace, what was your next step? What did you do? Did you did you contact somebody at the CMTO to find out, like, how am I being connected to this? After a week of uh, information gathering, got to know what the situation is, the possibility. And then I emailed CMTO and as for the reason. Right. Yeah, because I did nothing. I didn't join any prep class. You didn't, didn't you didn't cheat. even you didn't even join the prep class. That's interesting. No, I didn't join anything. I don't know. So when you when you emailed the CMTO and said, Give me a reason, did they give you a reason? You don't have to tell us what that was if you're not able yeah, you to, but did they, they actually provide, actually you, with provide you with a reason of why you were being disqualified when you asked for one? Yes, they did. Okay. Did the reason make sense to you? Definitely not. But I cannot tell you the reason. No, no, no. We don't want to know the reason. We don't want to know the reason. But, but the reason that they provide to me is totally nonsense. It's It, it wasn't factual. Yeah. Hmm. But but luckily, they, they did reply to me and I... I, I got the uh, turnover. I'm wondering how, I mean, obviously, again, you wouldn't know this, but I'm like, how many, because you said there were 700 and some odd people who were waiting for results. How many people were possibly lumped into this scandal and never okay, investigated? So, so what were your next steps then? Now you've contacted the college, because I want to come back to what you just said, Amanda. Now you've contacted the college. They're giving you their rationale for their decision. Which Grace thinks is nonsense. Which, which, which you're saying that's not factual. So then mm -hmm. what's the next move here? Because my next move would have been, I'm going to find legal representation. Yeah, I'd be pissed at this moment. And just so everyone knows, there are law firms, law offices that deal specifically with regulatory matters for, for regulatory colleges. There's a, there's a nice handful of them where their only practice is dealing with professional associations yeah. and colleges. And that's where I would have gone. And that's where I always would suggest to anybody, don't just go find the, the lawyer. Don't go f f fucking really don't go find a paralegal. Do you know what I mean? Don't just find any bloody lawyer. Find the experts that deal with regulatory matters. Yeah. So what were your steps here? I did some research before uh, the action mm -hmm. that I mentioned to you. I got the information from others. They told me an interesting story. I'm not sure whether it's true or not. Right. So CMTO sent some investigator went to that prep class to catch those students. Those okay. students. Okay. okay, so you know what? I, I, I actually don't think I don't think we need to go through through this because you were you weren't there for this like you yeah. were so I don't I don't think we can openly speak on on that experience and what happened just because I wasn't there for it Amanda wasn't we there for know. it you weren't yeah. present for that we don't that's know. just all kind of what someone might ha have mentioned along the way okay yeah so. yeah but anyway from from that action they they caught a, a group of okay. people so the, there were people that were sort of caught cheating to your knowledge. But you, yeah. were, you weren't there. You had nothing to do with this. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I get it now. What's really strange to me, I, I feel like this is really just really poor, poorly fucking handled. Because imagine, imagine you don't have the wherewithal to be like, 
uh, I got to deal with this. Imagine you're someone who's just passive in nature and you just kind of do what you're told, right? Yeah. The governing body that you're trying to attain membership for says you're cheating and you're disqualified. And you, and you might even think to yourself, did I cheat? Like, did I say something inappropriate at the exam that they classify as cheating? Like, you might actually think that you did something that you shouldn't I would do. Have, I would have started going through my mind. Like, so, for what example, did you do at the exam? So, for example, I, rem- I mean, this was so long ago. I wrote my exam, what, 14, 15 years ago. Okay. But I remember, like, prior to the exam, myself and a bunch of other candidates, like, sitting in a room together. I would have started thinking, like, were we talking? Were we saying things we weren't supposed Before to be doing? Before the exam. You know what I mean? Like, I would have started going, as you said, I would have got that email in Costco and sat in my car and cried and then probably thought what if I called the CMTO and they gave me a reason I probably wouldn't have known what to do about exactly. it and that's why I'm saying I wonder if there was other people unlike Grace who didn't know I'll like what, what do I do because this actually happened years ago when the theoretical exam the MCQ the the multiple choice questions were compromised. I remember this. They yeah. they stopped doing it in test centers electronically. Yes. And they 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 went back old school pen and paper. Everyone down at the convention center and we're going to take so many hundreds of students to do it at the same time. And I had former students that were doing it in those those times and they were freaking out because they would be studying before the exam with like with their notes and they would have CMTO people come by pull them aside and say like what are all these papers why do you why do you have these here they're like i'm i'm just doing some last minute cramming before my exam no you can't have this and they take them away and like i'm i don't know what happened to those individuals but then imagine you're you're witnessing this you'd be like what the fuck is going on like you'd be really confused so you had the wherewithal to be like, okay, I'm going to do something about it. Imagine you were that passive person that is like, did I do something that was actually cheating? I don't even know. I don't know. Did I not wear the right thing? Did I say something wrong? Was I talking to someone before and, and that's considered cheating even though it's not? And on top of that, what if you don't have the fucking funds for one of these lawyers that yeah, I just lawyer, mentioned? Yeah. Because that shit ain't cheap, yeah. right? So then what, what do you do? You know you haven't done anything incorrect. You don't have any means to, to, to rectify this scenario and you just, what, bend over and take it? After spending, How many people? After spending over $20,000 between school and the exams. So And how, now you can't practice. How many people are, are in this scenario that Grace is in or was yeah. in where you, you, you are like going, I didn't do anything incorrect, but they say I do and I don't know what to do or I don't have the means to do something about this. You know what I'm impressed about with you, Grace, is that when you got the email... Your initial reaction, of course, was emotional, which I totally understand. But you took a full week to figure out what you were going to do. You contacted people. You, fi- <laughs> you know, you gathered information so that when you did send an email to the CMTO, it could be calm and thought out versus an emotional reaction, like freaking out. So I think that was probably the first, like, really, really good thing you did so, for yourself. Can I ask you a question, though? Did you feel that there there was an urgency in timing for a response? Because for me, like, I just instinctively would have been like, no, I didn't do this, and I need to respond to this ASAP. Like, yeah. to show 
like that like how 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 much I disagree with this. Like I need to send an email. He, like, he's telling the truth. If he sees an incorrect charge in his credit card at three o'clock in the morning, I'm he's like, trying to call Mastercard at three o'clock like, in the no, morning. No, no. I'm like, no, no, no. We gotta rectify this like now. That and that's just me. It's a problem I have. Anyway, Grace, right? did you therapy were, can't even fix that problem? Did you feel <laughs> that it was urgent to get back to the CMTO or were you trying to make sure that you had all the information before you submitted a response? Yeah, exactly. I did all the research and information gathering and draft the letter properly, calmly. And yet still the response back was nonsense, which is so, it's so disheartening to me as somebody who is registered with the college to know that the investigation process just wasn't there. It was like they didn't do their due well, diligence. Well, that's the thing. So if they're going to say like, if they're going to issue something as large of a penalty as you're disqualified, in other words, there goes your money for the licensing exam and you can't write this exam again and for this year. And even if you do next year and if you pass, we might not register you because of this stuff. Like, <laughs> I just feel like they need to give you some sort of proof of what they're saying. They need to show the logic. They need to back it up somehow. You can't just issue out some sort of disciplinary action like this without without some sort of anything. So, Grace, at the end of all of this, I mean, obviously, as you said, the response back was nonsense. You took the appropriate steps. You connected with the right people to, I guess, prove your innocence, which you shouldn't have had to do, by the way, but you did. At the end of yeah, all of this... I think they should have had to prove your guilt. But yeah, exactly. At the end of all of this and this stressful experience that you've gone through, um, do you have advice for the college? Yeah. I think the um, number one advice that I have, I have to college is no matter who and what, what and when, okay, the fundamental problem is CMTO. Go back to their exam handbook. They put the number of questions, 50 something? I can't remember. On the curriculum, they said, I'm going to use 50 set of questions and it's going to repeat. If somebody uh, who can run the podcast now, another body can do the podcast in the future. So this kind of problem is, is keep rooting, right. keep coming back. So... They, they should think something to stop this problem. In the so you, you think the fundamental problem is the fact that it is, as Mark said at the top of the episode, it is actually way too easy for somebody who really wants okay. to. It's way too easy to cheat. So this is where yes. it, this is where it comes down to a whole bunch of things, though. So just because you know the material prior to and you're able to prep towards that material doesn't necessarily mean you can display the skills that would allow you to pass. So for example, for example, if I go to do my automobile driving test to get my G, I don't know, I have a G, but I don't know what a G1 and G2 is anymore. <laughs> I know they're going to ask me to make a right turn. They're going to ask me to make a left turn. They're going to ask me a three-point turn. They're going to ask me to parallel park. They're going to ask me to merge onto right. a highway. You know what I know, I know what they're going to ask, yeah. but that doesn't affect my ability to perform those things, right? So imagine you knew that they're going to say, um, you need to do a treatment for plantar fasciitis, for example. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have the skill to actually pull that off. You know how true that is? The amount of time, because as Mark said, we do prep classes here. And the amount of times we have somebody coming in with, you know, something as as basic, you know, anyone who's gone to massage therapy school would know that we've been given a protocol essentially for a treatment for plantar fasciitis. We will 
maybe have somebody perform that in a prep class and it's all over the place. Right. There are some people who know exactly what to do and some people who either weren't taught correctly exactly. or didn't retain you, that you information. Give, you give someone the task and you will find 18,000 different ways someone's going to perform this task. And there may only be a small handful of correct ways to perform that task. So I don't know if having limited numbers of scenarios is the problem. Right. I can see how that that uh, that contributes well, I mean, to the problem. If, if the if the allegations and the stuff that we just learned from Grace are correct, okay. then the people though running the prep class being able to have that information and watch you do it and say, No, that's not how you do plantar fasciitis, let me show you the right way. Right. You really are just giving yeah, okay, you, you are okay, giving okay. an upper hand to people that weren't in that prep class. Like it is definitely cheating um, because we are supposed to know, yes, all the information. But for example, I know, remember when I was studying for assessments, for example, there was like a hundred assessments versus the people in this prep class are being fed information that this is going to be your exam. So mm. you don't have to cloud your brain with the, you know, the 96 other assessments because you're going to get these four. I wonder. So you only have to really perfect these four. The ninety six others, that's not your problem. I wonder if that if that's how it was even I sold and marketed. Maybe. That's interesting. I never even thought of it from that angle. So I mean our it, prep it class is, has nothing to do with that. Our prep class has nothing to do with reteaching though. That's different. Our no. prep class is about um making sure people understand what's expected of them and in that's terms based of on what we client think, care what we think, and the standards exactly. in, a, in a station. That's based on what we know of the legislation, the policies of the college. The and, candidate handbook. And from, we use, from we decades use the of public, doing this. Exactly. We use the public information to the make way, sure that you way, understand how to perform. The way I think about prepping someone for the licensing exam is that I give this example when I do when I do the consultation. And I always do a consultation with someone beforehand to make sure that I'm a good match for what they need and make sure that they want to work with a Yahoo like me, right? Like, <laughs> seriously, because at the end of our- Valid. At, exactly. At the end of our consultation, you might go, I don't want to fucking work with this guy. He's a clown, which is cool. Not not he's a clown. He is not going to take your shit. No, no, no. <laughs> but you also might just generally just not like me, which is yeah. which is absolutely fine. But the way I describe it in, in the consultation is like, imagine I'm a performance coach for a musician. I don't teach Mariah Carey how to sing scales. I don't teach her musical theory. She shows up already knowing that stuff. I teach her how to put on the stage show that allows the judge in the audience to say that was a 10 out of 10 performance, yeah. right? So in other words, are you hitting all those things that would hopefully get you marks? Right. But you have to come in knowing how to do the you stuff. Need you need to know the fundamentals. The, you need to know how to do the treatment for plantar fasciitis. You got to know your techniques, your, yeah. your principles. You need to know You need that. to know your anatomy. You need to know your your all this stuff you you need to come here knowing this stuff and i help you spit shine the performance and that way you can deliver the information to the examiners in a very clear way that hopefully maximizes your marks yeah so now i'm curious as you are with this this prep class that was supposedly helping people cheat on the exams were they just saying these are the exams let's go through this over and over and over again until you do these perfect I don't know it's really strange I really feel bad for Grace I do I feel horrible for anyone that was in your scenario and I feel even not not that I feel less horrible for you but I feel even more horrible like I said for someone that just didn't have the fucking wherewithal to do something about it that just sat back and said I, I don't know what to do. 
oh I know, well. I'm, I'm proud of Grace. Because there's so many people she that said, are in that. She game. said, fuck you. Well, I didn't I do said, this. I don't know if she said that. I know. She didn't say that. I'm saying that for you, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so after all is said and done, how are you feeling today? Like, is everything is everything okay? You you're you're all resolved. Things are good with you now. Yeah, things are good for me now. But I feel sorry to those people who are still struggling with this. Yeah. Does this leave a sour taste in your mouth, or are you the type of person that's like, mm, I, I we've gone through this, and uh, I don't need to think about this anymore until someone like myself and Amanda say, "Let's talk about it." Let's talk about it. <laughs> or is this a sour taste in your mouth, or you're like, "Whatever, it's done. I I can move on." Uh, I, I'm okay. I can move on. But I I know so many people are still struggling. So anyone that has any issues with regulatory matters, whether it's an investigation that's happening in your practice, whether that's a complaint that's come your way, whether that's the college issuing you information that they they don't like what you're doing, you know, it goes against code of ethics or you're 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 being looked at for some sort of misconduct, my advice is never go at these things alone. No. Go find a professional that deals with regulatory matters because these cats know all the legislation inside out. Yeah. Right? There's no point in you trying to figure out what to do, what not to do. And a lot of the times the college will base, at least this is from my understanding, they will base a lot of the decisions on precedent. What similar has happened before and what were the discipline actions or non-discipline actions or college decisions that have been made based on that. And this is where having representation would be so beneficial because they would go and find all that information and all that stuff helps to plead your case. Yeah. That's stuff that you would never even do, you would never think to do and you don't have the 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 knowledge and willpower to maybe even make that happen. And we're also regulated healthcare professionals and you know, we've talked about this on other episodes where we have this tendency to be a, a lot of us, I I'm generalizing here, but a lot of registered massage therapists have a tendency to have like a fear when it comes to dealing with the regulatory body. They're fearful of getting those letters from the college or, you know, fearful of an investigation. If you are confident in yourself and in the way you're running your practice, as Mark said, and you're not doing anything wrong and you're not doing anything wrong. Don't go out at it alone because there are professionals that can help you to understand like, you know, where to make sure that you're focusing on, right? Because it can become very overwhelming and very scary if you feel like you're being looked at because you think they're going to look at everything and they're going to, you know, just as the person sitting in the the uh, waiting room as a candidate waiting to write the exam, you're going to start thinking, did, did I say something wrong? Did I do something wrong? If you're confident what you do and you didn't do anything wrong, get a lawyer. They will help you. And I mean, to those people that are still struggling with this, I hope, like Grace, you can figure out a way to get through it and prove that, you had nothing to do with the cheating scandal. And Grace, I'm so sorry you had to deal with this, but I'm so thrilled that you were so meticulous about this and made sure that you you cleared your name because you didn't cheat and you you don't deserve to have that attached to your name after all the years of studying and all the money and time and energy spent becoming a therapist. It, I'm I'm glad you figured this out. Because you know what that can that would that would follow you even if you moved out of Ontario. Yeah. Like if you were found to be cheating not you, Grace, but anyone was found to be cheating, for example, in Ontario, then if you go to write the licensing exam at any other regulated province, 
and you say you pass that exam and therefore you want to be registered with that college, then you have to declare that you've never had, An you don't have any proceedings yeah. or investigations or decisions from any other regulatory college in any other jurisdiction, yeah, so meaning any other you. province. So that would that may actually affect your ability to get registered, for example, in Newfoundland or PEI, New Brunswick or BC. Yeah. And that might even follow you into non-regulated provinces because I don't know what non-regulated provinces, what the associations have as their criteria, but yeah. they might have that as well, this declaration. I have no idea. So, you know, anyway, thank you, Grace. This was uh, very informative. Yes. I think this was something. I, I wonder what's going to happen to us for putting this out there. <laughs> oh, fuck. Is there anything else you want to share before we wrap up today? Um, no. I appreciate everything that you've shared with us because I know it was a, a touchy subject. Yes. So thank you so much. Thank you for stepping up and, and sharing your side of the story. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone. Peace.